0: Welcome, beautiful souls. I'm your guide, Kato. I am a wild woman, spiritual teacher, and evolutionary astrologer. This is where I share my astrological wisdom, spiritual insights, and embodiment practices, so you can live a more fulfilled life. I am here to usher you into your highest self and expand your consciousness. Welcome to As Above, So Below. he hello, 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 my beautiful friend. Welcome to another episode of this podcast. Today, I would love to introduce you to my beautiful guest. His name is Taylor Johnson. And Taylor is a sexual mastery coach who helps men integrate the best of Eastern wisdom with Western practicality so that they can thrive in their sex lives. And it's really because he used to struggle with premature ejaculation, porn addiction erectile dysfunction, and massive performance anxiety when he was younger, but now he's a true magician when it comes to tantric sex and practical sexual health. He has been practicing semen retention and non-ejaculatory orgasms for many years and shares so beautifully from an embodied space. His current teaching practice combines yogic, tantric, and Taoist sexual practices with breathwork, physical exercise, mindfulness, and somatic awareness training. It's really practical, effective, and it can literally enrich all areas of your life. This episode is for every man out there, but it is also really helpful for any woman who wants to support their man in their journey of expanding conscien- consciousness and personal growth. And last but not least, I want to share that to If you want to go deeper in this work, keep an eye out on Taylor's Instagram or website as he's about to start enrollment this month for his new upcoming course in January. So make sure to follow my page as well as I will be sharing a delicious discount for this beautiful opportunity. So yes, thank you for being here. And now let's dive in. Welcome, Tyler. Welcome onto the show. I am so excited for you to be here. I've been following your work for a while now, and the videos that you've been sharing over your YouTube channel or your Instagram, I think it's very important in empowering and educating men in their sexuality. So I would love it if you could introduce yourself to my audience and share a little bit more about how you got to the point where you are now as a coach.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor to be here with you, and thank you everybody for listening. How did I get to where I am today? Hmm. I used to really struggle with sex, is the, the short version. And I struggled with premature ejaculation, I struggled with porn addiction, I struggled with erectile dysfunction and sexual anxiety and sexual shame and identity issues that came up from that. I was a sexual mess in my early and mid-20s, and it sucked. It was just, it was rough, and I thought I was damned to always have a sex life like that. I never thought I would be happy in my sex life. I i didn't feel confident as a man, and yeah, it was just, it was a rough period of time. And so I, long story short, one day decided to make a change, and I started to read a lot of books, and I started to experiment, and I started to notice, you know, that some of these books, like there was actually something to it. So I've always been interested in spirituality, and I've always I've always been interested in energetics, and I've always been interested in the practical integration of those things into daily life as well. And so I had read some tantric books earlier and I thought, yeah, 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 that's great. Bunch of new age BS when I was younger. But then I started to experiment and I started to notice, hey, the less I watched porn, the better my relationship became. And I started to experiment and notice like the less I just habitually ejaculated in sex, the better my relationship became. And it was like a kind of a mind, mind-blowing journey. And I thought, wow, there's really something to this stuff. So I started to explore some more, and I started to explore some more. And these Taoist techniques, these yogic and tantric techniques of instead of just ejaculating but doing something different and integrating that pleasure into the body and allowing that pleasure to spread throughout the entire body it really like, impacted so much more than just my romantic relationships even. It, it impacted my business life, my ability to make more money, my overall confidence, my friendships and everything. And eventually I got tired of being in my previous career, I was a professional commercial photographer and filmmaker, and I was doing a lot of work for big companies like Facebook and Google and all the big, you know, big name people. And I realized the only thing I actually wanted to talk about and learn about was sex and energy and consciousness and relationships and purpose. And taking photographs for big companies wasn't inspirational for me anymore. And so I started a blog and an Instagram, and fast forward, here we are now. It was a natural evolution. And at some point, You know, I don't have any certifications, um, but what I do have is a commitment to helping as many men as I possibly can, being an authentic person who just shares from my own personal experience and who does a lot of practice and research too. You know, so everything I share, I don't want to come across as dogmatic, like I know the absolute best answer for everybody, but I do want to help as many men as possible, in a large part because I wish I had somebody to help me when I was younger too. And a lot of us guys need help, and that's just the reality of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that so much. Like, you may not have any certifications, but you are a walking example of what is possible what is totally available for so many men out there, right? Because it comes from a, like an embodied space and your own experiences, and you're sharing from those experiences, which I think is like really, really powerful, right? So when I'm looking at your astrology, because I work as an astrologer, is um, your chart is you have your sun in Gemini, your moon in Sagittarius, and a Libra rising. I don't know if you're a little bit familiar with astrology, but your north node is in the eighth house, and that talks about like your spiritual evolution in this lifetime. And the eighth house is like all about the topics that have to do with like the deeper meaning of life, mm-hmm. such as like death, rebirth, transformation, sex, taboo subjects, yeah. right? So maybe like the first part of your life, you were kind of resisting that part and were maybe like more focused on like material success, right? And like money and becoming someone, whereas actually your highest fulfillment lies in the realm of sex, and which is the eighth house, what it represents as well. And like where you can actually be of service and you know, do something with like deep psychological insights and processes. Mm. So, yeah, it it kind of feels like it's being reflected in your work that you're living on purpose. Mm. Does it also feel like that for
1: you? That resonates with me. Yeah, that resonates with me. And because for me, it's not just sex, right? We all know how to do the mechanical emotions of sex, but it's because there's so much more attached to sex, life, death, meaning, purpose, community, survival, thriving, like all this stuff is wrapped up in sex and in the sexual centers of our body both physically and energetically. And so for me, it's this huge access point to really the depth and potential of being alive.
0: Mhm. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's beautiful, yeah.
1: too, you know. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would love to talk to you today about semen retention, which I know is your mm-hmm. zone of genius. I can imagine a lot of people who are listening to this episode probably are not familiar with that—the fact that there's a difference between an orgasm and ejaculation. So right. let's maybe start off with that. Like, could you little like speak a little bit more about uh, the difference between those two?
1: Yeah, so to provide some context, there is this difference between orgasm and ejaculation, right? And this is in one category of, of focus or practice or whatever you want to call it. Over here in this other category is also semen retention. And the two of the categories, they don't have to necessarily line up. Like There's a lot of guys who practice semen retention who have not figured out how to have the orgasm without ejaculation. They just retain their semen for an extended period of time, and then they have an ejaculatory orgasm, and then they repeat the cycle. And so Mm -hmm. they're not exactly the same thing, but they do relate very well. And so, for example, I'll just share from my life. I have sex uh, with my partner. She's a woman on a regular basis. We're in a long-term relationship. And I would say I have an ejaculatory orgasm maybe... 10% of the time we have sex by choice and I'm 100% Mm -hmm. fulfilled and I have other orgasmic experiences during that. But the Mm -hmm. reason I've chosen to do that is because if I, I noticed that if I have an ejaculatory orgasm, every time we have sex, my desire for her will decrease. My mental clarity will decrease. My motivation decreases and my drive to go out into the world and make really big things happen. That decreases Mm -hmm. as, as well. And it's this interesting subtle decrease so for example I could go out and do manual labor if I was ejaculating every day like I could use my physical body but there's a different sort of spark of ingenuity or creativity that fades when a man ejaculates Mm -hmm. too often and it's this sort of spark of ingenuity or creativity that leads to inventions or new ideas or the ability to have meaningful conversations that actually change the fabric of their reality or their future work or career or anything like that. And so it's that sort Mm -hmm. of zest or that sort of spark that we're talking about. And Mm
0: -hmm. there's
1: a book called Think and Grow Rich. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's one Mm -hmm. of the most well-known entrepreneurship books of all time. It was written a long time ago. And the author, Napoleon Hill, he devotes an entire chapter to the mystery of what he calls sex transmutation. And he basically says, all these really successful people have figured out a way to harness their sexual desire and use it to create their business or their success in life instead of just mm-hmm. releasing it, releasing it, and being controlled by their urges. And he doesn't specifically yeah. say the word semen retention, but that's, in mm-hmm. my interpretation, what he's talking about, You know, being intentional with that energy. Yeah. And, and when I say energy, I'm, that's a, that could be a leap for some people. So energy, I imagine people listening to this, like you, you have the belief that maybe sexual energy is a real thing. And I believe that too. And I think energy and the physical world coexist and are basically the same thing. And also there's a whole cascade of hormones that happen when you have an ejaculatory orgasm that impact your consciousness. And mm-hmm. the last piece I'll say about this, from an evolutionary perspective... This, this one really lands for a lot of people. If you're a guy and you have not ejaculated in 10 days, if it's true that one of the main jobs of us as a species is to procreate and perpetuate the species, then our body, our brain, is going to begin to optimize our performance for going out to find a mate. right? And so we're going to be able to think more clearly. We're going to maybe be on, more on top of our physical abilities. We're going to have more creativity and ingenuity because our mm-hmm. evolutionary system says, you need to go out and find a mate to procreate with so that the species survives, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that there's extra motivation that comes from that versus if I'm just ejaculating every day, my system thinks that I'm already in a state of excess and i'm already in a state of of material abundance and i don't need to actually go out and create anything useful and i can just sit on my ass and keep having sex you know does that mm. kind of make sense yeah it does
0: yeah it's it's very very interesting what you're sharing and yeah, I was having a conversation about this a while ago with um, with male friends of mine and that I was sharing about semen retention, like how powerful it is and like how many health benefits it has, right? You, could, you can literally like move that energy up your body rather than releasing your life force and your creativity. Oh. Um, and like what they reflected back to me was like, but why would you not want to have in an orgasm or an ejaculation. And I was sharing, well it's not the same. And it actually, there's so much more out there available for you if you were only able to see it and tap into that potential.
1: Totally.
0: And yeah, so I also kind of feel like we live in a world where porn is very much, you know, present. And there's I know a lot of my male friends are I mean, I wouldn't say like addicted to porn, but there's definitely like this urge of like, keep coming back to it because they're like going for that instant gratification, those quick fixes. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say to a man who comes up to you and he wants to, you know, expand consciousness, but he's addicted to porn? Like, how do you navigate that space or coach him through that?
1: Yeah. Well, that's, many millions of men including a younger version of myself and what I would say is that the des- first of all like the desire to look at porn is natural it's very sexually stimulating like you could see any sexual mm-hmm. scenario you could possibly imagine and it's immediately gratifying to your brain to your penis to your sexual response system and it's mm-hmm. you know it's like a drug the way I like to think of porn is it's it's basically cocaine for your penis or cocaine for your yeah. sexual response system you know and so like I understand the desire to look at it, and Mm -hmm. the problem comes when it happens too much and too frequently. And I'm of the opinion that Mm -hmm. almost any amount of porn, when watched by oneself, is bad and unhealthy. And there's actually research out there that shows this: that men who watch porn by themselves, like their relationships suffer, all of them across the board, versus if they watch it with a lover, you know. And so. That's there's an organization out there called Fight the New Drug. They, ha, they publish a lot of research on porn, or at least summaries of research, and they have a lot of good stuff out there for anyone who's interested in a good uh, non-profit organization just to learn a little bit more about the impact of this stuff. Um, but I'd say, yeah, it's normal, and it's probably impacting your life in some way. And it definitely impacted mm-hmm. my life. It impacted my ability to have the sex I wanted, to make the money I wanted, to have the friendships I wanted. and. In subtle ways, too. The most common time guys like to look at porn is right before bed. And this is shown Mm -hmm. in statistics, uh, not making this up. And so if you think about that, what does that do? What is the net impact of that? You might not think it's very much, but say, for example, uh, last night, say I stayed up from 11 to 12.30 watching porn in my bed at night. Well, for that period of time, I'm getting all this blue light in my eyes right before sleep. It's going to disrupt my sleep. Whether or not I feel like I actually sleep through the night, I'm going to have a lower quality of sleep, and that's going to impact my entire next day. I might not be able to tell exactly how it impacts it, but it's going to impact my cognition and my presence and my ability to speak well and have useful conversations Mm -hmm. and navigate whatever I need to do during that day. It's also going to be the last thing my consciousness experiences before entering into the sleep world into the dream world which is a place Mm -hmm. for integration from the day and if the last thing your consciousness is seeing is is fake sex that's designed to be as stimulating as possible it's Mm -hmm. like that leaves an impact so when you wake up the next day you're going to be looking at people differently it's going to impact how you view women or if you're a man who's attracted to men it's going to impact how you view men and it's Like, again, like all that stuff is real. I'm not making it up. There's research out there to show it. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, think about the net impact of that over a year. You know, two guys, they're starting from the same place. But one guy, before bed, he meditates for 20 minutes. The other guy, he watches porn for 20 minutes. For the first week, it might not seem like very much. But cumulatively, cumulatively over that Mm -hmm. year, they're going to be in massively different places after a year. Massively, massively different, you know? And so like yeah what's what's important to you? Like what life do you actually want to be living on this planet that's that's a yeah. big question,
0: yeah, what do you choose? Yeah, what is more important? yeah, I love that that's that's very insightful and interesting. I just wonder like are there any practical steps that you can give or any tools to a man who struggles with porn addiction and like they really want to stop with it but it's again it's an addiction so it's like their default it's it's easy it's simple it's it's quick right so what what could they do to change that behavior and yeah get out of that pattern
1: yeah yeah, well, that is an amazing question. And people write books about this and podcasts and courses. And it's a very, <laughs> like, it, we could go very in depth here, but I'll just share a couple of things. One of them yeah. that's very, very, very important is to do a zoom out perspective of your life and, and be really real mm. with yourself and analyze what do you think the net impact of this is on your life, actually? And how do you think this is going to mm. impact your life six months from now, one year from now, five years from now? And are you happy about it? and and actually take mm-hmm. time to write this down and reflect so you have a good idea yeah. of your potential future you know and mm-hmm. then if you're happy with your potential future like you don't need to change anything but if there's something that you're concerned about or unhappy about or if it doesn't feel like the ideal future then it seems like a change would be necessary and so yeah then you know write down like what would you actually like your life to be what is your ideal life? How do you want to be spending your time? What sort of relationships do you want? What sort of friendships do you want? Do you want to be stressed all the time? Do you want to be relaxed? Do you want to feel powerful, et cetera? And then so that way you have this frame of your future that you want, and you have a frame of another future that you don't want, and you start to associate Mm -hmm. watching porn with the negative future and the pain of not having the life you want. And then what I do with myself is if I ever, I create an actual action plan, right? to deal with mm-hmm. the impulse to watch porn. Because whenever a guy gets the desire to watch porn, it's not coming in as this intellectual thought, oh, I think it might be a nice time to watch porn. No, it's a it's an embodied somatic sensation that happens that mm-hmm. that sparks this sexual desire, sparks sexual energy in the system. And the strategy mm-hmm. is to go to porn to satiate that. But instead, if you notice that happens, you know, they say freedom is the time in between stimulus and response. Like once you feel the stimulus in your body, you can choose how you react to that stimulus. So, my action plan with myself is if I get that stimulus to look at porn, I'll immediately do 20 push-ups to get into my body and mm-hmm. to give myself some physical challenge. And almost always those 20 push-ups, it integrates that stimulus into my body in a way that makes me not want to watch porn anymore. If I still do mm-hmm. want to watch porn, I'll do 20 sit-ups. If I still want to watch mm-hmm. porn after 20 sit-ups, I'll do 50 jumping jacks. And only like mm-hmm. twice in my life have I ever still wanted to watch porn after that. But if I do, then I'll go for a 20 minute run or something where cardio mm-hmm. is involved, you know? And the mm-hmm. idea is just to interrupt the pattern. It's to notice the stimulus and have an action plan in place that you've already created and already agreed with yourself to, to interrupt that stimulus so that you can then do something positive for yourself instead Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's Mm -hmm. really practical sexual energy transmutation which sounds like a fancy word but basically it just means you're (laughs) taking a sexual stimulus and choosing to do something productive with it instead of letting it control your life and reacting to it and watching porn and then feeling shitty about it afterwards
0: yeah yeah oh i love how practical this is yeah no, this yeah. is great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So <laughs> what also comes up for me, yeah, I know, I'm just like, ugh, amazing. What also comes up for me is like what I love about Tantra is that it's a way of life. It's a philosophy and it kind of like resensitizes you to your body and to your environment right because we live in a society where we're kind of like numbing ourselves like for us women we have clitoral orgasms through vibrators where it's like we actually want to like remove ourselves from that and i would love it if you could share a little bit more about as for men how men can learn how to find pleasure beyond their genitals
1: yeah that is a damn good question And it's probably why one of the, a very common search phrase on the internet is how to have a full body orgasm. You know, people are curious (laughs) about this, of course, right? Because a very common experience of orgasm is a seven second contraction down in the genitals and then it's done. Yeah, It's much nicer if that is for, through the entire body. <laughs> I mean, it's just logically, like, it feels fucking amazing if you feel like you're having an orgasm in your hand while you're also having an orgasm in your chest while your penis is also having an orgasm while your partner's also having an orgasm. Like, it just feels amazing. And why would you not mm-hmm. want to experience that, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. But the
1: first the first step on that journey is to realize that maybe there is actually something else out there that's possible, and to make a decision internally to decide to go towards that place. You know, there has to be Mm -hmm. a desire internally to experience a different sexual reality, otherwise it's just never gonna happen. If you don't really want it, it's so easy to just go back towards ejaculatory orgasm and watching porn. It's an addictive cycle, just like scrolling on social media or Tinder or mainstream news or anything like that. Like it's designed to be addictive and keep you there for as long as possible. And it takes effort Mm -hmm. to break away. So yeah, it starts with a decision. And then I would Mm -hmm. say it starts with finding some resource that helps you continue down that path because there's so much in our society that wants to keep you in this small little box and not actually have you live the full life that's possible for you. So maybe that's a book, maybe that's a course, maybe that's even just a podcast episode. Like find something that you can start Mm -hmm. to interface with that will be aligned with that flavor of reality that you want to go towards and that will start to broaden your perspective to what's possible then you can start to orient towards that and then start doing practices and mm-hmm. obviously like I have a whole podcast about that too and I have a free ejaculation control guide and all this stuff but you don't have to get anything yeah. from me like there's a lot of other books that are out there too just find something and start with something
0: mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely yeah like what I notice with myself is like when I look at the erotic blueprint languages, I'm like very sensual. Like I love using my senses. That's like such a huge yeah. turner for me. And like what I've noticed to like resensitize myself more is just to actually slow down and work with my senses more during the acts of sex with my partner. Yeah. right? Absolutely. So like, would there be something that you can recommend for men? Um, how to activate that even more.
1: Totally, yeah. And thank you for that question. And I realized in the last thing I went off on, I didn't actually give a practical tip other than read more stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and, and you'll see it on my YouTube videos or my guys or in my courses, I ask guys to change how they masturbate because how you masturbate is a training ground for how you have sex with other people. And most guys, when they masturbate, and again, this is not coming from a I'm better than you place, this is coming from a I used to do this shit all the time and it fucked up my life place, is that most guys masturbate, they just sit still, their posture is hunched down, their shoulders are rounded in, and they're just moving their hand fast up and down like this, focused just on the head of their penis, And it's not a fully embodied experience. They're not breathing deeply. They're not paying attention to the rest of the body. It's just trying to get off for that momentary pleasure. So instead, (sighs) the exercise is to literally, that I have people do, is to literally set a timer for at least 20 minutes and masturbate for a minimum of 20 minutes before ejaculating and focus on your entire penis. Focus on the bottom shaft closest to your torso. Focus on touching your chest while you're also touching your penis. Focus on touching your head. Focus on touching your legs. Even focus on touching your chest or your abdomen while you're not touching your penis. And breathe deeply and move and practice as if you're having sex with somebody else. And it might seem really fucking weird at first and for the first 10 times. But I promise you, if you start to do that, it's going to start to translate into much 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 better sex with other people because you're going to be training your brain and sexual response system to experience pleasure in other parts of your body like this is a sensitization exercise you know it's going to feel weird at first but the more you do it the more you will be able to feel sexual pleasure in your whole body, and the less your consciousness will be hyper focused on the head of your penis and getting off. And the more, and because of that, you will be more able to experience orgasmic sensation throughout your entire body. And you won't struggle with premature ejaculation as much. And you won't have the urge to ejaculate as much. And especially, especially if you're breathing deeply and regularly. And that's a huge, huge piece of the work I do is just, just sexual breath work. Just 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 breathe
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's most a guys beautiful.
1: when they're having sex yeah i just yeah the last thing is most guys when they have sex is they breathe really shallow breaths yeah and especially right before ejaculatory orgasm
0: mm-hmm. if you
1: slow that down and breathe full deep alive animalistic primal breaths yeah it's a it's a total game changer
0: Mm, No, absolutely. I remember like when I was younger, when I was self-pleasuring, I was keeping myself quiet. I was not making any sound or not any movement or breath. I was even holding my breath because I didn't want Mm -hmm. my mom or my dad to find out that I was self-pleasuring, right? Because there was also like so much shame that I was carrying around it. Whereas now I'm like, no, I want to self-pleasure like a true queen without the blankets. And like, just like (laughs) being there, like this fully embodied experience. And that has, like, helped me to tap into, like, this beautiful orgasmic state of bliss and just, like, riding these waves, right? And, yeah, like, do you, do you have, like, different types of breath that you experiment with during your self-pleasuring practices or when you're having sex with a partner or is it, like, only, like, one type of breath?
1: Oh, that is an awesome question. Thanks for that question. I, there's so many different kinds of breath work. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to experiment with all of them, honestly. Like, yeah. Yes, slow and deep breathing. Like For example, as soon as I start to be sexual with my partner, um, I start breathing deeply, and I do a minimum of 15 to 20 <sighs> full deep breaths like that, because it, yeah. it changes my physiology, and it allows for more pleasure to come in.
0: Yes. Um, but yeah. during
1: the actual sexual experience, we like to experiment with those deep breaths, but also we might experiment with the breath of fire, Mm
0: -hmm. which is
1: a more rapid, like thing like that while Mm -hmm. we're having sex, just for play, just to see what happens. We'll also experiment with doing different kinds of breath retention, Mm -hmm. like taking a deep breath in and holding it at the top and continuing Uh to make love during that hold, or just being perfectly still. Mm -hmm. Then exhaling all the air and then playing with a breath retention at the bottom too. And by breath retention, again, I just mean simply not breathing during that time for 30 Mm -hmm. seconds or however long, you know, we want to go for before we have to breathe in and Mm -hmm. noticing the impact of that. And it's pretty massive Mm -hmm. what can happen when you start to experiment with breath work and sex. And if -hmm. you've ever done any sort of transformational activating breath work type experience, you'll know that sometimes it can be almost psychedelic, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it can be this this amazing experience where you feel connected to something much larger than yourself and you're having these transcendental experiences. Well, in the sexual experience, doing breath work like that can, can be an access point to merging sexual pleasure in with those more transcendental cosmic experiences. And for a lot of people, it's the first time they've ever experienced a full body orgasm or a non-ejaculatory orgasm or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's magical. And I, yeah, please everybody try masturbating and having sex with doing different (laughs) kinds of breath work. It's, it's great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Everyone who's listening, this is your homework for this week. (laughs) Let us Uh know on Instagram how it went. We would love to stay updated. Please. But uh, I can also imagine like people who are Mm -hmm. listening to this might feel like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. I would never, like, I don't feel safe enough with my partner to do that you know so I think like the first thing is that you you do need to have that emotional safety with your partner and that you know that level of feeling so comfortable that you are able to let yourself be seen in that vulnerability to make like animalistic sounds and like uh experimenting with those different types of breath which you just shared so beautifully like that's where the honey lies when you do that and I feel like um For some people, they don't even have that, like, emotional depth or emotional intimacy to get there, right? So um, I think that would be, like, the first thing to focus on is to, like, really lay that foundation before you move um, more forward with, like, this work of, of, like, tantric sex and spiritual sex, I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, communication is, it's, like, one of the least sexy things in terms of, like, no Instagram post or or video is gonna be very alluring that's talking about like how to communicate better with your partner, right? Mm-hmm. But it's such the foundation of an amazing relationship and amazing sex life. Mm-hmm. It's it's so crucial and so important. And mm-hmm. yeah, having a foundational conversation with your lover, with your partner yeah. up front, saying, Hey baby, I I wanna go deeper with you, I wanna experience more pleasure, I wanna try different things. Are you interested in that too? Yeah. You know? And if yeah. they are, great, then you can talk more about it. And if they're not, like, go find a different partner. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, millions of people in the world, you know, really. Yeah. Like, that might come across as a little bit harsh, but I I think too, way too many people are staying in relationships that don't actually serve them yeah. because they feel like they need to or they feel mm-hmm. stuck or they don't think there's going to be another option out there. And really, mm-hmm. they're just limiting themselves in what they can experience in life. And that's that's a whole topic for another conversation. But yeah. Um, No, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll pause there.
0: So how can we as women support our man or a king on this journey of expanding consciousness and of semen retention? Because what I've noticed with other women in my environment is that they would take it personally when their man is not ejaculating. They would be like is something wrong, or are you not turned on, or like, you know, what, what's up? Where it's actually like when my, my man, I love it when he's not ejaculating, you know, so <laughs> basically my question yeah. is like, how can we as women support the men?
1: How can you support the men? Well, yeah, <laughs> a lot of different ways. Um, just like we can all support each other in a lot of different ways, but I think this piece around communication is so 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 important. Mm-hmm. You know, communicate about the kind of sex you want to be having yeah. and encourage, you know, ask your boyfriend, ask your man, ask your lover if he's open to having a uh, conversation about sex and like mm-hmm. ideally he would be initiating that too, but if he's not, like this is a great it's a great way to start like talking about this. So mm-hmm. I've had sex with a number of different people over the years while practicing these techniques. And not once has somebody gotten mad that I have not ejaculated. And it's because I always have conversations with people before I'm sexually intimate with them to talk about my own sexual preferences and how I like to do sex and why Mm -hmm. I like to do things this way. Mm -hmm. And of course, I ask them about their desires and their fears and their boundaries too. Mm -hmm. And through that conversation, we can get to a place of shared reality so that there aren't surprises once yeah. sex actually begins. And I think a great way to support each other is to initiate meaningful, fun conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to do so from a place of desiring connection and desiring mm-hmm. joy and, and openness, too, and curiosity. Like, mm-hmm. simple but incredibly powerful, just the, the act of talking with mm-hmm. intention, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Co-create And and
1: understand totally. And understand and have compassion that if you're in relationship with a guy and he's new to these practices, Mm -hmm. just like anything else, he's not gonna have them all mastered immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, like somehow there's this shift there's like you would never expect somebody to go to jujitsu and then two months later be a black belt, right? But somehow in sex a lot of people have this expectation that like oh, the guy's, he's, like, read some books, he should be fine. Like, he should be fine in a month or two months of doing this work. And that's just, like, yeah. that's inaccurate. Yeah. You know, it's just not the way it works. So, like, if you're in relationship with a man who's actually doing the work mm-hmm. and who's committed to it and who's committed to you, like, that's a fucking beautiful thing. Like, there are so few men out there who are actually doing that work. And I'd say, mm-hmm. like, you know, have compassion for that and understanding that and, and the knowledge that if he really is doing this work, like, your sex life is only gonna improve. Yeah. Him. If he's really, if he's really doing the work,
0: you know? Yeah. No, it takes devotion and commitment and time and a lot of compassion. So it's beautiful that we get to support one another on this journey of self-exploration and yeah. expansion as well. Yeah. I've noticed as well that with my ex-partner, he was really into Tantra and like when we were mm-hmm. making love, like he would, um... He would experiment with etching, which was really beautiful. And then at one point he would just like start crying afterwards. Mm. And it was like the most beautiful, intimate experience. Cause I've never seen him cry in my whole life and it mm-hmm. opened up his heart. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is like how powerful this work is and it changed his life as well. To live like more tantric lifestyle, but also like how he was directing that sexual energy and that life force energy into his creativity and into his purpose, how he could show up in the world more powerfully with more devotion and more commitment and more integrity. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I just wanted to share that to inspire other men or anyone who's listening that it's it's totally available for you and it's totally possible to change your life, right?
1: Totally, it is, and I, I know that there will be some, there, could, there will be some guys who might listen to what you just said and then write it off and say, well, fuck that, I don't want to cry during sex, you know, yeah. or like I don't want to be emotional or that sort of thing. But, but I want to encourage those people to recognize that. It's not crying from a place of weakness or from a place of lack or impotence or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. it's crying from like the fucking incredible beauty of what's actually possible in sex and connection. And it's, it's like this overflowing emotional warmth of connection and love and divinity. Mm -hmm. That's fucking powerful. It's fucking powerful. And it can only improve your life and make you Mm -hmm. more happy and confident and powerful in all areas of your life to actually be open enough to be vulnerable to cry in a space like that. Like, it's amazing Mm -hmm. i've had that experience too Mm -hmm. multiple times and i love it yeah yeah it It doesn't happen every time but when it does it's like it's a magical gift to experience you know
0: yeah you're welcoming it yeah for sure no it is it's such a beautiful soul to soul connection and i feel like our society is not even aware of what is possible what is out there available to them to have that like heart to heart soul to soul body to body connection that to me that's when great sex happens mm. not so much when it's only on a physical level yes. because that's basically just me using a body to masturbate right so there's not right. m- like this not much can be depth here yes you know? for sure there's a time and place for everything totally. but if you're in a phase where you're looking more yeah. depth and more intimacy and connection then yeah know that it is possible
1: mm. absolutely
0: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, I would love to ask you one more last question regarding the semen retention. For anyone who's starting out with this, how long would you say is appropriate to start out with? Is it like one week, two weeks, three weeks?
1: Yeah, that's an awesome question. So most guys, according to surveys that I've done and the research that's out there, are ejaculating two to three times per week. Sometimes four times a week, sometimes five times a week, but it's, it's multiple times a week. And what you might not know is there's actually a spike in your testosterone levels on the seventh day after you've had an ejaculatory orgasm. And it's not black and white. Like, having a spike in testosterone doesn't mean everything in your life improves, but it's a hormone that's responsible for a lot of the motivation and drive to get out there and do big stuff in the world. And so if you're ejaculating three times a week, you're never reaching the point of physiological benefits of not ejaculating. Mm-hmm. So I like to encourage people to start off with seven days and notice how they feel. I have a free guide that guides people through seven days of semen retention with some journal exercises and some Qigong exercises just to help integrate the buildup of that charge. Because when you, if you're used to ejaculating multiple times a week and you stop, you can't, you can't just stop. You're going to get blue balls. You have to do practices to integrate this into your system.
0: Yeah. And this
1: is where, like, ultimately the practice of semen retention came from traditions that have been passed down for generations, like tantric sexuality, yogic sexuality, Taoist sexuality. And all these traditions see this as an integral part of living a healthy life. And they all have practices that you have to do to integrate this if you're going to live a happy life. Mm-hmm. So. Seven days is a great place to start and then start exploring from there. Okay, beautiful. Take my free guide or not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll make sure to link it to the show notes. Um, Taylor, this has been so beautiful connecting with you and sitting in this space and listening to your wisdom. I would love it if you could share a little bit more about what you're currently offering and where people can find you on the interwebs. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me here and for this conversation. It's an awesome conversation that I'm, I think needs to be had all over the world. And I'll I'll close with one thought and share then what I'm up to. And just to like really drive it home, when I have sex without ejaculating, it doesn't feel like I'm giving up pleasure. It doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing something. Like I'm having an amazing sexual experience that's totally complete and full of pleasure, and I just don't need to have the ejaculatory orgasm and versus like I'm keeping myself from something that is ultimately pleasurable. I just want to make that distinction super clear. Like I have a fucking great sex life. It's awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> what, I I'm love to, um, yeah. what I'm up to is in January of 2023, my big orgasmic mastery course is going to happen again. It's uh, a lot of guys from around the world get together and go on a 10-week journey of practicing a lot of the techniques that I've mentioned here and going really in depth to be able to overcome premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction and have these tantric, full body, non ejaculatory orgasmic experiences and and really like mm-hmm. thrive with your sex life. And so that's the biggest thing that's coming up in, in January. And you can find me on Instagram or YouTube at Taylor Clark Johnson. And if you just Google Taylor Johnson sex, I'm like the first thing that pops up. so yeah that's how you can find me and thanks again so much for having me here
0: ah it's conversations like these that make my heart so full of love thank you thank you so much for tuning in today my love i enjoyed having you and i hope this episode inspired you and expanded your consciousness and your heart if you want to connect more deeply, you can come join me on Instagram at Caitlin. I would highly appreciate it if you rate and leave a review on the podcast. I would be absolutely most grateful for you. And obviously, as a little gift in return, I'll send you a mini reading regarding your purpose. All you basically have to do is just slide into my DMs on Instagram and send me a screenshot of your review plus your birth date details and your email address. Let's raise the vibration together because when I rise, you rise and we rise together as a collective. So yeah, I cannot wait to see you again in the next episodes. Until then, keep spreading your light. I'll see you soon.